0: You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Hey, I'm Tamara, and welcome to Many Roads Traveled, the travel podcast that takes you all around the world on my overland trips that I've been doing over the last 30 years to 76 countries. So, if you love travel and adventure, please subscribe. And of course, at the end of each episode, there is Tam's top tips which is my up-to-date travel tips for that area. Okay, so buckle up, buttercup, and let's hit the road. Okay, I am back. It is episode number 66. And on today's episode, oh my goodness, I'm going volcano boarding down an active volcano in Leon, Nicaragua. Crazy. It's apparently the only place in the world you can do this as well. So before we get going, uh, let me just say, sorry, I'm a week late with this episode. As you may or may not know, I broke my ankle about six or seven weeks ago, and last week, I tested positive for COVID <laughs> on top of everything else. So have not been feeling that great at all. I'm on the men, still really lethargic though. Okay, so <laughs> I hope you're all well. Let's just pick up where we left off in the last episode, and I was sick there too. <laughs> so I'm in Antigua, Guatemala. If you heard the last episode, you'll hear that I fainted for the first time in my life and the only time so far, but I was I was getting really sick uh, as well out there, so I was still not feeling great. I had a really bad cough and trouble breathing, and of course... I now have to do like the longest stretch of traveling on this month-long trip, <laughs> of course. So I was up about 6.30 in the morning. It's February 21st, 2020. My shuttle had picked me up at 7 a.m. And luckily there was only three other people in the shuttle at this point. So I was able to just lie down on the back seat because I didn't get much sleep in my very hot, very loud Airbnb. Also the worst Airbnb experience of my life. So not a lot of sleep as well as feeling like crap. So I was like, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> it took about four hours to get to El Tunco, El Salvador, where I was supposed to have stayed the night, the night before. But like I said, because I got sick in Lake Catetlan in Guatemala, I had to cancel my night's stay. Because I, I knew this was a super long travel stretch. So I wanted to break it up uh, and spend a night in El Toco, which would have been awesome. <laughs> but anyways, we got to El Toco, which is like a small, really cool, kind of hippie beachside town. So it's on the Pacific coast. And so we, we had like a two hour stop there. So we went down to the beach, saw the beach, really nice. And then just had some lunch because I hadn't had breakfast yet. And they had pupusas for $1 each. <laughs> so I got two. Got a shrimp one and an avocado and cheese one. And they were delicious. As well as a juice. So it was a couple bucks, which was awesome. And then we had transferred shuttles. So getting into the new shuttle, I did manage to wangle my way into the front seat, which was good because, uh, as you might know, I have really bad knees. And like I said, not feeling great. We then traveled to the Honduras border, and just on the other side of the border, we again had to change shuttles, and unfortunately, this was the longest stretch, so this was about a 10-hour stretch, I think. It was about four hours to the border, and this shuttle is packed, so I ended up having the back seat, which sucked. (laughs) Every border, so I crossed three borders on this trip, on this little part, right? And they were testing for COVID. And this is, like I said, February 21st, 2020. So they were ahead of the game than most other countries now that, you know, in retrospect, looking back. So, yes, they tested everyone's temperature and asked, you know, if we were sick. So I was really suppressing my cough at the po- at that time because, you know, I didn't, we didn't know anything about COVID in February, right? I just, everyone just thought it was like a type of flu. So luckily, I didn't have a fever, managed to get through all the borders. And then when we traveled from the Honduras border into Nicaragua, it is $14 U.S. I don't know if it's departure tax, something like that. So make sure you know that. And then we finally, finally got into Leon, Nicaragua at around 11 p.m. And, you know, just to make my journey even longer, I was the last person to be dropped off at their hostel. <laughs> so I got to my hostel around o'clock. Um, so I was kind of texting or messaging the hostel owner, you know, saying I'm gonna be late. Anyway, so he was up waiting for me, which was nice, and got to my room, which was really small, but at least it had a fan, unlike my other my my time at the Airbnb. Yeah, that was called I stayed at it's called Casa del Rio. And, you know, it's pretty cute, very basic. But I had my own room and then there was just a shared bathroom down the hallway. And it was run by a really lovely local family. So they had a little five-year-old son and a little four-month-old baby girl who was so cute. You know, that's why I always try and stay, well, also the price, (laughs) budget, stay with in local places because you get to meet the family. You know, you have a much more of a sense of getting to know what the culture's like and you're supporting a a local family. So that's why I do it as well. I think about $8 a night and that also included breakfast. So Nicaragua, out of all the... Six Central American countries I went to, Nicaragua is the cheapest. Right now it's 35 Cordoba to one US dollar. I think probably Guatemala is probably, was probably the second cheapest. Maybe, I mean, I didn't have a lot of time in El Salvador, so I think it's kind of on par. Hey, anyway, so got up in the morning, did get some sleep, and then I had my breakfast, which was pico de gala with some eggs, some toast, and some tea had breakfast and went back to bed (laughs) because I was exhausted still from the day before. Like it was 18 hours in total. Long time on the road, that is for sure, especially when you're not feeling great. So in the afternoon, um, I headed into Leon. So it was about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes uh, walk into town from my hostel. And Leon's really nice. It's really chilled. It's got a nice vibe. So I wanted to book my volcano boarding Trip, so I went to this hostel called Via Via, and booked it. So it was awesome because basically they pick you up and drop you off at your hostel as well, and then take you to to the volcano to go boarding. So boarding means like you're basically like tobogganing down this active volcano. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Also, you could choose to go to the beach with them in the afternoon. So you go the boarding in the morning for the same price. So it was like thirty dollars. I'll tell you much more about that in a minute. So anyways, I booked that. And then there's like a pretty famous cathedral, Leon Cathedral, which is just all white. I went there and then you can climb up to the rooftop and you get like a 360 view of Leon and all the volcanoes in the background. Because literally in South America, there's just volcanoes left, right and center. So (laughs) really nice view. But I was really concerned because I was like, it was super tiring and I was really breathless. Just getting up the stairs to the rooftop. I'm like, how the hell am I going to climb a volcano tomorrow? Like, wh- what am I thinking? So after my little time at the cathedral, and then I went back into town and then found this amazing, it was like a little oasis, this vegan restaurant called Cocos. And you walk in and it's just loads and loads of beautiful tropical plants. There's a pool there with sun loungers you know i'm trying to eat super healthy right so it's a vegan really lovely restaurant it's owned by a dutch lady so i was chatting to her for a while and she uh, makes her own kombucha so i was like i need a bottle of that so i had a ginger kombucha and then some fresh passion fruit juice i had this vegan pasta salad it was three dollars if you wanted to use the very hot leon like really hot where i was in antigua it was a little cooler So I was like, yeah, I might as well spend a couple hours at the pool. And then I also got a big bottle of water, like two liter bottle of water. So all of that was $14 US for everything. This is awesome. And like I said, it was so quiet and just so pretty and just what I needed, to be honest. So I brought my kombucha back to the hostel. And I chatted to the owners a bit more and then kind of had an early Netflix night because <laughs> so I wanted to be raring to go for volcano. So next morning, they picked me up at eight in the morning for the volcano boarding. And then they take you back to Via Via, the hostel. So because you also got a free T-shirt or like tank top, vest top included in your $30. And so there ended up being 17 of us in total to for that day. And Funny enough, mostly we're all Canadians. So I was chatting to three really nice Canadian girls from BC. They give you a free tea and coffee. You like little meet and greets. So I got to chat to everyone. And I mean, everyone was in their 20s. I was 50 at the time and sick and already have a bad body and bad knees. So I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. I'm with the kids. <laughs> uh, but in my mind, I feel like I'm in my 20s still. Unfortunately, my body is not. It feels like it's in the 90s. But anyways, and then you get get into this like big covered truck in the back, but you can see out the sides, right? And it's about a 45 minute drive to the volcano, which is called Serenora. And it is the youngest volcano in Central America. It's only 150 years old. And like I said, it is still active. But as we're getting closer and closer to the volcano, I'm like, oh my God, how the hell am I going to get up there? Like, "Uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be hard. It's pretty high up. I think it was at least a thousand meters. I'm just like, oh my God. It's all, you know, black volcanic ash, obviously, right? And then just with some like bigger rocks and boulders and stuff like that. Meet our guide, Tony, and we each get a little backpack that has our bright yellow jumpsuits, goggles, and our gloves. And also you get a scarf too for your face because you cannot bring it, breathe in this volcanic ash. Like, it could just slice up your lungs. And then the board. And the board is like a wooden board. It's literally a wooden, heavy toboggan. I was like, okay, there's no way. <laughs> I don't even know how to self up there, let alone carrying this board. But for $5, you can get, they have a bunch of like young guys who carry up your boards for you for five bucks. So I was like, yeah, for sure. All the girls did that actually. So my guy, he was probably about 20 and he's called Jefferson. He was, he was my angel. He was just the biggest sweetheart. That smile never left his face. So we, we left and then Tony said, okay, I'll be taking pictures throughout like climbing, you know, at the top when you're going down and everything like that. And what we do is we upload all the photos for that day On our Facebook page, and then you can just download whatever ones you would like for free, which is awesome. Because many of these other things, you know, they try and charge you for those, right? So that was cool. Within minutes, we start, me and Jefferson start, you know, I can't walk nearly as fast as these 20 year olds, and I'm finding it hard to breathe already. Plus, I had a really bad cough. Oh my God. And then, of course, it's just like straight uphill, right? And Jefferson was so sweet. He's like, listen, Tam just take your time we'll stop for breaks drink a lot of water because he, he was carrying my bag which had all the you know my gear as well as my water bottle and the board <laughs> and I'm just like I don't know and I got about halfway up I'm like Jefferson I don't know if I can do this like I really don't because then I started feeling really nauseous and dizzy and like I thought I was gonna pass out like I had just fainted a few days before so he, you know, he was just awesome. He was my little savior. And then there was like a really steep bit, and Tony, the guide, he came all back for me, just check on me, and and it's like, you know a lot of the places it's like screet. so it's really loose gravel, like you know volcanic ash gravel, right? And he's like, just get on my back. So he piggybacked me up this really steep part for like two hundred meters or so, and then he ran ahead to the rest of the people, and then Jefferson, bless him. Like, I was just like, Jefferson, I don't know. He's like, okay, madam, get on my back, get on my back. And honestly, he wasn't much bigger than me. <laughs> so he carried me 100 meters a few times as well. Like, it was super embarrassing. I mean, luckily, everyone else was so far ahead of me, they couldn't even see me, to be honest. But I was just embarrassed. I'm like, this is just not how I roll, to be honest. But I listen, I got to get to the top because even if I go back down, I got to walk back down. At least I know if I get to the top, I get bored down. <laughs> Anyways, about two hours it took me to get to the top. This is how far behind I was. The rest of the group had walked around the crater <laughs> and came back, and were still waiting for me. But I, I got up shortly after that, so I finally got some photos taken of me. And then they Tony took you know a few photos of all of us just before, you know with our yellow jumpsuits on and goggles and gloves and our scarves across our face and like that. It was hilarious. We go down one by one. And you can, like, I mean, some people, like, got up to, like, 90 kilometers an hour, like, on this wooden board. (laughs) I was like, that, no. Because I know me, I'll wipe out and break something. So I won't be going that fast. So finally, my turn came. And like I said, I was just so happy I made it to the top and so proud. Like, I was like, okay. You go down. And then if you just are going too fast, you just kind of put your, dig your heels into the ash, which I did a few times. And then Tony took three pictures of, you know, everyone individually coming down the volcano. My pictures look so awesome. And then got down to the bottom. And I mean, everyone, bless them. They were so sweet. They're like, well done, Tam. Like, we're so proud of you that you made it. You didn't give up. And, you know, we know how sick you are. We can hear you coughing, you know, and you are 50. (laughs) I was like, yep. Yeah, super happy. And then you're given a bunch of fruit. And then we get back in the truck. And drive back to Leon. Well, I get stung by this alien looking wasp on my finger. I'm like, which really, really stung. I'm like, okay, just top it off, (laughs) add to my ailments. So then we get back to Via Via and we get a free beer and we just chat and, you know, like, how cool is that? It was so awesome. Like I said, it's the only place in the world that you can board down an active volcano. It was so cool. Like, I'm so, so glad I, di- I did it. It was really high up on my bucket list for my Central American trip. So it did almost kill me, but I did it. So like I said, whenever you're in doubt, just say, slowly, slowly. <laughs> just take it one step at a time. So then I walked back to my hostel to get my swimming stuff for the beach in the afternoon. And then they came and picked me up at 3.15. And then the beach was about uh, 20, 25 minutes drive. The beach is called Las Penitas, and it's on the Pacific Ocean and it's a really pretty little beach. And then when we got to the like restaurant bar there, that I think it might be affiliated with Via Via, I don't know. We got another free beer for 30 bucks. I got a, t- a t-shirt, the boarding, transport dropped me off four times, two free beers, free tea and coffee, and the photos. 30 bucks. Bargain. So I had a fish burger at the restaurant and then... Yeah, went swimming in the Pacific Ocean for the first time in 30 years, because I went to Cabo San Lucas, yeah, about 30 years ago, so I hadn't been on the Pacific side for a long time. And like I said, it super pretty, and then there's people playing um, beach volleyball, so watch that, and then absolutely stunning sunset, and then we left about 7 o'clock, and I got back to my hostel, got dropped off my hostel around just 8. So, amazing day, but exhausting. <laughs> So, just again, had another early Netflix night because I was back on the road the next day off to Granada in Nicaragua. So, of course, you'll have to listen to the next episode to hear all about that. So, that's why it's a good idea to subscribe so you never know when I'm going to bring out an episode. I do try for every second Thursday, but, you know, shit happens. (laughs) And now it's time for... TAM's top tips! Tip number one would be yeah if you are doing that journey from Antigua Guatemala to Leon Nicaragua I really do highly recommend to break it up in El Tuco El Salvador because it's a really cute little hippie town there's lots of backpackers and travelers there and actually a lot of the shuttles give you that option to have one or two nights in El Tuco for the same price so I would do that for sure. Like I said, I wouldn't. That was in my plans, but I got sick. So I had to do the 18-hour journey in one go. Tip number two, as I said, use the shuttles. You'll see these advertised everywhere throughout Central America. They're called tour shuttles. And they're basically like, you know, vans, right? That seat up to about 17 or 18 people. But the good thing is you can book them online. I use Gecko Tours for all my shuttles pretty much. And another thing is great—they have a WhatsApp number, so you can also text them, like stay in touch with them if something changes or you have to change your hostel to make sure they're running on time, stuff like that. So that's really cool. So Gecko Tours, so check them out, like that. So my 18-hour stretch, like I said, I could have had one night in El Toco included. As, I mean, you have to pay for the hotel, but, you know, you just get that extra night there, and that was only thirty-five dollars U.S. for 18 hours. Okay, so tip number three is definitely, definitely highly recommend the Volcano Boarding. And I also recommend getting your own Jefferson to carry your board. Like even the guys, big guys, like I think there's some rugby guys, they found it struggled to carry it. So for five bucks, I would do that. And And like I said, I'd also book it at Via Via. They had the best deal that I found for $30. Like what I told you earlier, you got all that stuff, for thirty bucks plus a beach trip, two beers, tea, coffee, t-shirt, photos, thirty bucks, and then for solo female travelers, I mean, to be honest, I felt in like Central America, uh, definitely did in Leon. You know, it's a colonial town, super nice people, and do like I do, like stay in family-run hotels or hostels, and then when you are going to the beach. Like on Amazon, you can look for these waterproof, like, phone bags. So I got one that had a belt. So you just wrap that around your waist, put your phone and your money in there. Cool. So you don't have to leave your valuables on the beach or ask someone to look after them, which is another thing I I would do before I got these waterproof bags was, you know, I'd ask someone else to look after my stuff. But they could be dodgy. You never. So, yeah, and they're pretty cheap. I think I got like two bucks or something. So check those out. Okay, so I think that is a wrap for this episode. And we will see you next time. Take care of yourself. And as always, safe travels. One more at a time.